0: In this podcast episode, I'm going to look at how you can transform your content from boring to ballsy and achieve the recognition and success you deserve. Welcome back to the Smart Connector podcast. I'm Jane Baylor and I help expert business owners, that's consultants, coaches, and service providers who have an offer that's based on their own wisdom and expertise, build relevant, compelling brands, stand out for their difference, and rise above the online noise to achieve the impact. And profit they deserve. So in today's episode we're going to look at how easy it is to sabotage your success through being boring rather than ballsy. We're also going to look at five things that make you appear boring and then we're going to look at five ways to appear ballsy instead. But first let's actually talk about what ballsy means and why being more ballsy will help you attract great clients who are perfect for you. The term ballsy is used to describe something or someone as courageous, daring, audacious or bold. It also means fearlessness, determination or willingness to take risks in pursuit of a goal or in the face of adversity. The term ballsy originates from the expression having balls, which refers to having testicles, which of course are associated with masculinity and masculine bravery. However, it's worth noting that the term can also be used in a gender neutral context and is not limited to men only. With that in mind, let's go. So, Being ballsy is important for people who sell their own services because it makes you stand out online. People's attention span today is super short and in our video and audio centric world of shorts, reels, TikToks and podcasts, it's getting shorter all the time. Even if you think your audience aren't consuming videos on TikTok, for example, it's still a mistake to think they have the time and the patience to read your long rambling posts about what you and your family did at the weekend, or listen to your boring Facebook lives on your morning trudge through the woods with your dog. They want value, not visibility, and if you don't give it to them, it's the fastest way to get overlooked and ignored. Attention truly is the new gold because if you blend in and sound unoriginal, your target audience will immediately click away to someone whose content is more interesting and thought provoking than yours. This means you'll be wasting your time and effort for poor returns. You'll also be having to work a lot harder to generate interest and any prospects you acquire will convert at a lower rate because people are not really feeling it. In other words, they're not sure whether they actually like or, are that interested in what you have to say. So this really does matter. Think about the people who are popular in real life, you know, those who never have any trouble finding friends. They entertain, don't they? They've always got something interesting to say. Or they're great listeners whose presence just makes you feel good. They're not the type to hedge or make indirect or confusing statements. They don't drone on constantly about themselves. Rather, they find topics that interest you and then they give you some new or juicy piece of information or some feedback that makes you see things from a new and refreshing angle rather than just stating the obvious that you and a million others have heard, seen or had quoted back at you multiple times. Now, in some respects, I'm quite lucky because I came of age in the media and entertainment industry. I very quickly learned that my value was also linked to things such as how good a story I could tell, how clearly I could express myself, and how quickly I could get others to engage with the points I was making. Now, after a while, these types of skills become hardwired, and although there are undoubtedly many people who are more charismatic and entertaining than me, this has stood me in fairly good stead. Throughout my career as an expert too. Now, another thing about being ballsy rather than boring is that when you drop the fear and just say what you like, people really love it. We're naturally drawn to leaders and all leaders tell it like it is right? They can make us laugh. They can make us cross. So they can arouse many other emotions by what they say and how they express themselves. But one thing they never do is lose our respect through being boring. We respect people who stand for things and who don't bow to convention or people please There's far too many of those people in the world already. And the problem is they just don't inspire us. So the purpose of building an online brand and presence is to polarise. In a world of billions, ease and low cost of access to the online marketplace means you really can't be all things to all people. If you try to please everyone, you'll end up pleasing no one. You'll get overlooked and ignored in favour of others who are clearer and stronger in terms of their values their identity and their preferences, because people like that know who they're for and who they're not for. They put their flag in the ground, so to speak. And here's why this matters. We humans are a tribal species and it's therefore very satisfying and rewarding to us to identify our tastes and values and then seek out people who share them. And this is really validating as it makes us feel connected to others and less alone with our difference. One of the things I'm really passionate about is connection and authentic, honest communication. So I therefore stand for people being completely and utterly themselves. And I stand against people who hide behind a mask. So I instinctively distrust people who I feel are doing this, No, other people might admire their Machiavellian moves, but really, I don't like people who masquerade as something they're not. They're just not my type of people. Now, here's the issue. Once we raise our profile and start being more vocal about our real thoughts and beliefs, we risk attracting critics and those who don't like or agree with the things we're saying. We might even get some trolls, in other words, people who actively hate what we represent and do their best to sabotage our efforts while hiding behind a keyboard. Uh, They're called keyboard warriors, by the way, if you haven't heard that phrase. It can be uncomfortable to challenge conventional wisdom and risk exposure for doing so. And when we do that, some people will judge us. Sometimes they'll try to shame us. Sometimes we'll think they're supporters and then they'll post some mean comment or they'll drift away and we'll realise that they were never really into us. Now, in real life, that might feel hurtful. Online, we should never, ever personalise. In other words, make it all about us. The online world has its own rules and they're not the same as real life. People are colder, more ruthless and self-serving in their behaviour. And we always have a choice either to retreat and not use social media to build our businesses or to stick with it, put on our big girl or boy pants and get out there to attract attention as well as risk, rejection and failure. Oh, and by the way, if you're someone who doesn't want to risk rejection and failure, well, none of us enjoy these things. But as any seasoned entrepreneur will tell you, failure is the stepping stone to success. We can make rejection and failure a problem, or we can feel that temporary sting and then pick ourselves up and get out there again, knowing we're stronger and clearer in our vision and purpose as a result. Think of failure as well as rejection being like medicine you don't like the taste of, but that's making you healthier. Now, all these are reasons why we can't be boring. And as promised, here are five ways you will make yourself so. The first way is to hint. Now, I'm sure you'll agree it can be infuriating and quite frustrating when you read posts from people who make out like they've got a big secret. They can't quite bring themselves to share. So here are a few examples. Wow, can't believe what just happened. I wish I could spill the beans, but some things are better left unsaid. (laughs) Feeling so betrayed right now. Trusting someone blindly can really backfire. Big things are on the horizon. Stay tuned. Well, you know, that's not so bad as long as you follow up with that big thing. Some people really know how to push your buttons. Hashtag frustrated. Now, the funny thing is that people who post things like this actually think that they're being interesting by stirring up a bit of intrigue. It reminds me of the bitchy mum in the school playground who, whenever she saw me and my child coming, used to whisper behind her hand to the person next to her, all the while looking straight at me. I knew she was talking about me or my child. Of course, probably criticising the way I'd done my child's hair or something something else. But as to what she was saying, well, that would always be her secret. And being a pretty robust and confident individual, instead of spending all day wondering what I could possibly have done wrong, I just made a mental note not to trust her with anything of importance and to steer clear of her in future. In the world of media and entertainment, cliffhangers are strategically introduced to keep us hooked. Script writers and successful authors know they have to deliver the goods, so they use intrigue to prolong our excitement before the big reveal, that juicy ending that we were all waiting for, the final satisfying payoff of getting to the truth that makes the time and attention we've invested truly worthwhile. In contrast, When you hint, you deprive your audience of that payoff and pleasure and just leave them with the frustration instead. And after a while, any followers you've acquired will end up feeling annoyed like they're always on the outside, given the watered down version of whatever is actually going on for you. And really, that is just uninspiring, dull and a clumsy misinterpretation of the dynamics beneath attention so never ever hint introduce intrigue yes but always follow up by giving your audience the full and juicy truth because that's what will get them to know like and trust you okay so the second way to make yourself boring is to make bland statements that everyone agrees with stating the obvious such as it's always the right choice to be kind family is important Love makes the world a better place. Taking care of our planet is crucial. Now think about it. What's wrong with statements like the monarchy may be an integral part of British society, but it shouldn't be immune to criticism. Or as someone who values freedom, I believe individuals should choose their actions without being constrained by external parties. Now These statements, yes, okay, most people would agree with them, but they're not saying anything different, new or interesting. No one's going to be inspired by them. So really, they're not worth saying at all. The third way to make yourself boring is to be relentlessly upbeat. Wow, I had such a fun day again. Here I am, all dressed up with my perfect family or partner and everyone's having such a great time. You know, the Insta-perfect thing, yawn. Now, I actually do believe that people are nosy, and I like to see people having a good time, and so do most people. But when all you get is a steady diet of that, it just becomes like too much sun. After a while, you long for some light rain, a dusting of snow, a thunderstorm, or a cloudy sky. So vary those happy, shiny posts with some strong opinions or struggles, as these will make you more relatable and real. The fourth way to make yourself boring is to brag or humble brag, which is even worse. So a humble brag is a form of insincere self-promotion where a person tries to subtly boast about their achievements, skills or positive attributes while appearing modest at the same time. And humble brags can take various forms. For example, someone might make a seemingly innocent or modest statement about a problem they're facing, but the underlying intention is to indirectly boast about their success or good fortune. Here's an example. Very obvious, really. My arms are so sore from carrying all those shopping bags. I can't believe I found so many great deals at the Chanel store. So in this example, the person is trying to convey not that they not only shop at the Chanel store, but they're also savvy enough to get great deals an achievement they want others to recognize. However, they mask their true intention by focusing on the discomfort caused by carrying all those shopping bags. <laughs> so humble brags can also work if they're daring enough to make people cringe or laugh. The Ty Lopez here in my garage video is probably the best known example of a humble brag that went viral. In the video, Ty Lopez, who's an entrepreneur and speaker, is seen standing in front of his Lamborghini in the garage, surrounded by shelves full of his motivational books. And he starts the video by saying, hey, what's up? Ty Lopez here in my garage. He then goes on to talk about the importance of knowledge and mentions his collection of books, implying that his success is a result of his commitment to learning. While he presents himself as someone who values knowledge and personal development, the main purpose of the video is to show off his material wealth and possessions, in particular his very flashy car and luxurious garage. The video went viral as a classic example of the humble brag because although Lopez claims to value knowledge, the emphasis is really on his car in the extravagant setting he kept it in. The intention was, of course, to showcase his material wealth while appearing modest by discussing the importance of learning. The fifth way to come across as boring is to give advice, especially when it seems like you're talking down to people. And it's very easy to fall into this habit as an expert, but we all hate unsolicited advice. And here's why. The unsolicited advice giver's suggestions, while dressed up as help, actually comes from a desire to feel Better than others. When we're feeling insecure, giving advice provides us with proof we could deal with other people's problems far more effectively than they could, which feels great to us, but it can be very annoying to them. So I try to be sensitive when I do videos like this or podcasts like this, for example, and make sure that I'm not just giving advice based on my own limited experience but actually offering up some value based on real-world examples that other people can reference. Okay, so finally, let's get into the five ways to be ballsy, your secret source for success. So the first way, as we've said already, is to polarise by standing for and against certain things that may be commonly accepted norms or ways of doing things in your industry. By doing so, you'll ruffle a few feathers for sure, but that will make you interesting because you're saying something new and different, swimming against the tide, as it were. The second way to become ballsy is by not giving an F. When you are so fully yourself that people can either take it or leave it, some people will hate you and others will love you. This is great because you'll quickly repel people who are not your people, But the ones who are will be staunch and loyal supporters who may even turn into your clients for life. The third way to be ballsy is to be self-deprecating. And personally, I find this the most irresistible quality ever because it shows incredible confidence. While most people are so insecure that they try to hide their flaws, those that can publicly celebrate and laugh at themselves are immediately inspirational and we warm to them straight away. The fourth way to be ballsy is to admit to your struggles. Now, this shouldn't be a bullshit backstory, as the hilarious entrepreneur Mike Winnett would call it. By the way, check out his channel on YouTube for someone who's ballsy. Neither should it be an embarrassing sob sob story about how you couldn't get out of bed for three days straight because your client fired you and had an argument with your spouse. And no, we don't want to hear that stuff. What we do want to hear is what got you to where you are today. The warts and all reveals of the tough times, the mistakes, the lessons learned along the way. Wherever you are in your journey, sharing your truth in an unapologetic way will build fast connection. It's the same type of conversation you'd be having with somebody close to you, just a no-holds intimate chat with someone you're really comfortable with and who'd never judge or shame you for being honest. I mean, of course, online people will judge and shame you, but that's okay. You can't appeal to everyone. And those who sneer, judge and unfollow you are actually doing you a favour because they're always going to be the wrong fit for you. The fifth way to be ballsy is to ask for things, ask for the sale, ask for favours, ask for feedback. Apart from the fact this creates a dialogue with your audience, the fact that you're ballsy enough to stop the people pleasing and ask for a commitment from them actually makes you stand out for your difference and rise above the noise. Okay, so with that in mind, it's time for me to make an ask from you. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, I'd love you to share it with someone who you think it could help. And as always, please like, rate and subscribe to The Smart Connector. I truly appreciate your attention and support. And don't forget to reach out and let me know what topics you'd like to hear about from me going forward too. So why not tell me about your favourite ballsy person, a celebrity perhaps, or an influencer on TV and what it is that attracted or inspired you. So thanks for listening in. Please like, rate and review the podcast as requested as it helps us bring our message to more people. Share this episode if you've enjoyed it and keep coming back for more. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.